back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. We are continuing our journey through the Old Testament book of Ruth, and I'm going to read Ruth chapter 2 in just a moment. The readings here are a little longer because we're reading a chapter at a time, and I want to make this reflection slightly shorter to compensate It's really good to read these longer chunks from God's words and I want to really put myself into this reading and for us to hear God speaking to us through it. Let's ask for his help now in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. Thank you that we can read just an individual verse or even a phrase and meditate on it play it over in our minds, reflect on it, and just get so much out of it. But thank you also for the opportunity to read longer chunks, to get into the narrative of Scripture. As we read a longer passage today, we pray that you would be with us, we pray that you would illuminate it by the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Ruth chapter 2. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favour. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. Boaz asked the overseer of his harvesters, Who does that young woman belong to? The overseer replied, She is the Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, Please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field, and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting, and follow along after the harvesting, and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, Why have I found such favour in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. 
May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. May I continue to find favour in your eyes, my Lord, she said. You have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant, though I do not have the standing of one of your servants. At mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come over here, have some bread and dip it in the wine vinegar. When she sat down with the harvesters, he offered her some roasted grain. She ate all she wanted and had some left over. As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundles and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. So Ruth gleaned in the field until evening. Then she threshed the barley she had gathered, and it amounted to about an ephah. She carried it back to town, and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what she had left over after she had eaten enough. Her mother-in-law asked her, "'Where did you glean today? Where did you work?' Blessed be the man who took notice of you. Then Ruth told her mother-in-law about the one at whose place she had been working. The name of the man I worked with today is Boaz, she said. The Lord bless him, Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. He has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and the dead. She added, The man is our close relative. He is one of our guardian redeemers. Then Ruth the Moabite said, He even said to me, Stay with my workers until they finish harvesting all my grain. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It will be good for you, my daughter, to go with the women who work for him, because in someone else's field you might be harmed. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean until the barley and wheat harvests were finished, and she lived with her mother-in-law. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Such a a lovely and moving story. I talked about Mills and Boone yesterday. Mills and Boone can be very sentimental, or at least that's what I've been told This is a real story, rugged and yet beautiful. We thought yesterday about the sovereignty of God. Today we are thinking about his providence. The doctrine of God's providence is that God works things out for the good of his purposes. He is at work in history. History is actually his story, and in small ways and in big ways, he is working through the texture of history, through the warp and the woof of history. He is working his pattern. He is working his purposes out. We see that in many ways in this story. God is working his purposes out in salvation, and that's something that's going to be reinforced for us in chapter 4. And God is working his purpose out 
in the lives of these people, in Naomi and in Ruth and indeed in Boaz. Did you notice verse 3? As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. As it turned out, it just seems as if it was by chance. It just seems a sort of happenstance, as people say. But in reality, it's not a coincidence. People talk about God incidences, things that seem coincidental, and yet God's hand is very clearly at work. And as someone as well said, coincidences happen when I pray. God is at work. He's worked through the he's at work through the everyday. He's at work in the little details of this story. He's at work in his providence. The things that seem to be coincidences are actually God incidences. How is God at work in your life and how is God at work through you? As you look back, you may be able to discern specially times where his hand has been on you. That chance meeting, that turn that you took, that thing that happened, God has used that and has used that in really significant ways in your life. If you can discern that positively, pause and give thanks to God. And be attentive to the ways that God may be touching your life. One of the ways I've found it helpful to pay attention to God is to keep a spiritual journal and on a occasional but nevertheless regular basis to make entries to try and reflect on what God is doing in my life and to read back through old entries and see his hand even more clearly. God cares for us, God guides us, God is at work in the details, in the everyday texture of our lives. Never doubt it. We see it here in the story of Ruth and of Naomi and Boaz. May we see it in our own lives, day by day, and even today. We pause and we pray together. Yes, Lord, thank you for the way that you are at work in this beautiful story. We thank you that you're at work in the big things. Think of the words of the hymn, God is working his purpose out as year succeeds to year. God is working his purpose out and the time is drawing near. Nearer and nearer draws the time, the time that shall surely be when the earth will be filled with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Thank you that you, the God who is sovereign, the God who is the God of providence, is working. We praise you for the big things. We praise you for salvation in Jesus. And we praise you too that you are the God of small things, that you are the God of the everyday. Help us to discern where you are at work in our lives and go with the grain of all that you are doing, all that you want to do in and through us. We lift ourselves to you today and we pray in Jesus' name. 